The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group, Ohio. This hour is sponsored by There is a Season. This is WHIO's consumer warrior, Clark Howard. Beware scam artists in Dayton. I'll find you out. This is WHIO meteorologist, Kirsty Zantini. If weather breaks this hour, we will break it. And you're listening to an Ask the Expert weekend on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. There is a season turn, 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 and a time to every purpose under heaven. Well, good morning, you lovable geezers and whippersnappers, and welcome to There is a Season, the show about how we change, how we age, and how we care for one another. I'm Bob Wolf. And I'm Gloria Shanahan. Thank you for joining us today. We appreciate you spending a little time with us, and we hope you tell your friends and family about our show. 457-1290 is the number to join us in the program. If you like today, 937-457-1290, anywhere in, out, or adjacent to our immediate listening area. You can also reach us anytime at Bob and Gloria at thereisaseasonshow.com. And don't forget, you can also invite family and friends anywhere around the country or around the world to listen to the program at 9 o'clock Eastern Time at WHIO.com and on the iHeartRadio app. I like the way you said 9 o'clock. It sounded so... Traditional. So nice. Yeah. And so... 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock. Very nice. So recently, you may have heard, I don't know if you caught this, I caught it a couple times this week, you may have heard that there's a new law that's going to take effect this October regarding distracted driving. If you were too distracted, maybe you didn't catch that news. But it's going to take effect this October, and here's the story. Straight out of our state capitol up there in Columbus. Starting in late October, Ohio's texting while driving ban will be greatly expanded to include any form of distracted driving, from talking on the phone to applying makeup. It's a problem for me. It's a real problem. Well, that would be the shaving in the car, (laughs) right? I see a lot of men with their electric shavers on the highway in the morning. So (laughs) it's better than when you're doing that eye makeup thing. You see, I don't do eye makeup. No, but you see some women leaning into the mirror and doing that. Yeah, bummer if you hit a bump with that mascara. Woo! (laughs) Harry Potter line right across your forehead. Uh, Anyway, seriously though, Governor John Kasich signed legislation Monday that makes distracted driving. A second offense or a secondary offense in the state. Now, that means when the law takes effect in 90 days, police who pull over a motorist for a traffic violation could give them an additional ticket if any form of distracted driving contributed to the primary offense. Now, offenders will have to pay up to $100 or take a distracted driving safety course. Now, we all know that texting while driving has already been a secondary offense in Ohio since 2012. But House Bill 95, which passed the legislature with bipartisan support, applies to distracted driving in all its forms. Similar laws are already on the books in Connecticut, Maine, Washington State, West Virginia, and the District of Columbia, according to the American Automobile Association. Now, doesn't it feel like a little bit like... Uh, you know, so we have this law in the book since 2012, but doesn't it feel like anytime there's some kind of a social problem, a malady or whatever, some sort of epidemic befalling the nation that our legislators and others need to be seen as doing something, right? So they put the anti-text uh, law in effect back in 2012. Well, now you've got this 
additional hundred dollar fee or you know or fine um it may not really have any bearing on statistics we don't know yet you know whether that's going to matter or not um but since 2012 even just with the texting violations those have gone up so the law was in place and you know you have to say did it really matter that much that we had a law but it just seems like the uh, the legislators of the state of ohio and, and many states want to feel as if they've done something you know Right. And, you know, we've already got the texting while driving, right, as a, yeah. as a primary offense, right? So other forms of distracted driving, I guess the uh, law enforcement would have to see you shaving while speeding or putting on makeup. The whole talking on the phone, which is included in this, um, I guess that would be if you're holding a phone because many cars now, not all, but many cars have Bluetooth capability. So I guess if we're moving our lips well, and and, then, and we're going to dig into the um, yeah. statistics here a little bit about uh, states differ on some mm-hmm. of this kind of stuff and what the effects potentially are of even having a hands-free model, you know, what it does to our, you know, level of distractedness. But, um, you know, in a way, it just seems like these piecemeal laws to try to say, okay, it really didn't work in 2012 just on the texting thing. Let's go after all the other forms of distracted driving, see if we can cut down on that. Here's this $100 fine, which frankly, to me, seems like a slap on the wrist. I mean, Yeah, kind of a breadcrumb kind of add-on, in my opinion. So it kind of makes me wonder why, you know, why people would would even bother with that. Right, right. Well, proponents of the new law, which include Police and firefighter groups, insurance companies, and relatives of traffic accident victims say it will help to make Ohio roads safer. In 2017, distracted driving was a factor in nearly 14,000 traffic crashes in the state, 52 of which were fatal, according to the Ohio State Patrol. Now, the new law, Bob, isn't expected, so they say, to be a cash cow for local law enforcement. It's not expected to be a cash cow. Right. Okay. <laughs> the the nonpartisan legislative service commission concluded that local agencies' net gain from fine payments will be minimal, as it will be offset by the cost of enforcing the law and prosecuting offenders. Now, yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. It, and I how many people are going to opt out of it and say, "Well, I'm going to take the driving course anyway," you know? And then there's the there's the following up on those people to make sure they've done that. There's additional costs involved <laughs> okay. in that. Um, I think the fine should be higher to dissuade people. Yes, and in some places it is, right? Well, in Alaska, they charge a whopping, are you ready, $10,000 well, fine. Well, they can, right? They, they don't always, but they can charge $10,000? Yeah, I mean, they take a little texting and driving results in a whopping $10,000 fine. So, so $100, I don't know if it's going to dissuade too many people from taking the risk. Is a cop going to see me doing this? Yeah, and even if you if you look at the Ohio Revised Code, even just on the original texting law, uh, there's the way it's stated up there is that you know it, it's forbidden to do X, Y, Z, and then there's about eight or nine things that follow that. Exactly. Uh, that talk, I, I don't want to call them exceptions, but they are kind of exceptions to Doesn't the apply. initial statement. The Ohio uh, Revised Code is very interesting and... Snore inducing reading, uh, but it does spell out a lot of this kind of stuff. So again, it's it's sort of like uh, little piecemeal attempts to try well, to regulate. Well, behavior. and yeah, one of them, the whole driving while texting law. Okay, one of the exceptions. This is this is stunning to me, but one of the ex- exceptions is that if a person is reading, selecting, or entering a name or telephone number in a handheld electronic wireless communication device. For the purpose of making or receiving a telephone call. I'm confused. Would that not be distracted driving? 
Well, and they don't say reading, whether, selecting, yeah. or entering. That is a heads down, eyes off the road. What I don't. So I'm confused. Yeah, no, I don't remember that in terms of the structure where that falls in the paragraph. But that it is that if you're on the side of the road or if you're moving down the road. No, this it doesn't say on doesn't that say. one. Okay. Not on that one. There are some that say if you're, um, you know, off the side of the road. Yeah. Well, it's it would seem to those who who study this issue in depth, you know, that aside from uh, you know, aside from what you, we've already talked about here, certainly from our perspective and from many of our listeners' everyday observations, um, these laws have not done a whole lot to stem the tide of distracted driving. Um, we've got some additional facts here, actually quite a few, from an organization called TeenSafe.com that gets into some of these numbers in uh, depth. And, and you wouldn't believe it. I mean, the, the folks who have studied this have really gotten down into the, the nitty-gritty on this. Well, and, and it comes from teensafe.com, but I cannot tell you how many adults I see engaging in this type of activity. This is not just teens. This mm-hmm. is, you know. Right, they're the ones who happen to have Our have whole put entire this, population. So they, they, they claim here that the numbers behind distracted driving, that as much as 25% of all motor vehicle crashes uh, occur from uh, distracted driving. They, uh, they talk about how there's almost 3,300 deaths each day to fatal car crashes. And they say within that, nine of these fatalities are related to distracted driving. Um, they go on to say that it's completely preventable. Um, at the time of the fatal crashes, teens have been the largest age group that reported being distracted while driving. Drivers' uh, distraction is responsible for more than 50, let's see, was it 58% of teen crashes. So again, a lot of this is geared toward teen statistics. What else on here? In 2015, 391,000 injuries were caused by distracted driving-related accidents. Uh, and it goes on and on and on down this, this, this page, uh, mostly, again, geared toward teens. Right. You got your stats over there? I do. I know you've got copious research at your fingertips at, I, at any moment. I do. Uh, over 80% of drivers admit to blatantly hazardous behavior such as driving uh, while driving, such as, you ready for this? Changing clothes, steering with a foot, painting nails, or even, you said it before, shaving. Yeah, right? we're not going to leave the males out of this. <laughs> they not, get well, distracted the, too. Who, there's lots of things here. Painting, but, well, that could be, I don't know, mm. certain men might paint their nails. They, uh, steering with the foot. Changing the clothes is kind of interesting. Have you ever seen anybody going down the road and they're trying to you know, rip a shirt off? And I've put, put seen people on? going down the road and I think they're trying to take their pants off. While driving, while the car's moving? Yeah, I see knee. I have seen a knee come up and somebody trying to push their pants off their Fan- knee. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so there are a lot of numbers um, related to this. Now, when they when they get into um, the uh, the contributing the, factors mm-hmm. for um, distracted driving, and particularly with teens, uh, there's a lot of different things. Uh, adjusting the audio and the climate controls while driving can contribute to a certain percentage of these. What are some others? Well, yeah, and just think about the new cars. They take you know a, a class uh, 101 to figure out these controls. So I see a lot of people doing that, can't figure out how to turn on their radio. Right. You know what I mean? Um, other occupants in a vehicle sometimes demand your attention, taking those eyes and mind off the road, right? Right. If a teen has so, is, is got somebody extra in the, we always say this, uh, if, if a teen's got an extra passenger in the car with them, the risk of them getting into a fatal car crash doubles. Right. Now, if two or more passengers are present, five times as likely. Right. Now listen to this. Nobody can catch you doing this. Not really, right? 
the largest cause, listen up everybody, of distracted driving crashes coming in at 62% is a driver being lost in thought or letting their mind wander. Keeping your mind obviously on the road is just as important as keeping your eyes on it. How many people have ended up at an exit and go, wow, I don't even remember the past 10 miles. Right, how did I get and here? And they're just daydreaming. This one kind of hits home and it kind of stings a little bit. When a driver is listening to a conversation or music, including like on the radio, like to maybe a talk show, like there is a season, the brain power <laughs> he or she dedicates decreases to driving, dedicates to driving, decreases by 40%. So I don't know what we are we going to tell all of our uh, driving listeners to turn us off or you know just focus 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 we're here yeah. there are podcasts we'll tell you about that later on yeah here's a funny one kind of studies show that having to go to the bathroom and holding it while driving can negatively affect your safety as it is highly distracting <laughs> especially if you're desperate to get to the next exit right that's right that's now here's right. one you'd think wouldn't be a big as big a deal right advanced technology supposedly you know everyone's got this advanced technology to make driving safer we've got cars that stop themselves now right they go beep 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 Some in cars, case you're, you know looking yes. out the window will stop you with, with a, the bumper technology but they say that a lot of this technology actually contributes to distracted driving. 53% of drivers believe that if car manufacturers incorporate infotainment dashboards and hands-free technology vehicle into uh, vehicles, that it must be safe. You know, the stuff that comes up in these heads-up displays and the stuff that pops out of the dash and all that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I only think that's safer if you can just talk to it. But if you have to look at it and press touchscreen buttons, I'm sorry. It's no different than holding a cell phone. I, I, I'm going to sound geesery, admittedly. You don't have to. One, it's I, not just I, a sounding. I will often ask for one of the dumbest, oldest cars if I rent a car someplace. Mm -hmm. Give me something Good that's luck a, plain, with that. a plain Jane car. Because I once had a car, it took like five or six buttons to just change it from AM I, to FM. I remember once you called me because you couldn't figure out how to get the gas tank open. That was an entirely different car. episode. And, it and wasn't I had to Google the car <laughs> and tell you how to pop the gas cap. That wasn't, but that wasn't distracted driving. That was distracted gas pumping. So what do you think? <laughs> do you think the new $100 fine will make much of a difference? How much does distracted driving affect your daily ride? And what would you like to see done to correct the issue of distracted driving? 457-1290 to weigh in with your thoughts. 937-457-1290. We'll talk more about this and much more when we continue. You are listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. And our Ask the Expert weekends. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Hey there, it's me, your stomach, down here, you know, the one who can talk. Anyway, I was just at a yoga sesh with a few of the other stomachs, and mid-tree pose, everyone started talking about Subway's new savory rotisserie-style chicken Caesar signature wrap. It's a mouthful to say, I know, but with creamy Caesar dressing and double the rotisserie-style chicken, it's not the only thing that's full, if you know what I mean. It's me, I'm the one that's full, because <laughs> I'm a stomach, that's kind of what I do. Subway, make it what you want. Double meat based on average six-inch sub. Could you retire sooner than you think and with greater financial security? Hello, I'm David Gaylor, president of Tradewinds Financial Group. I'm also the author of Income Allocation. You will learn strategies to create a dependable, sustainable, and predictable income stream for your retirement. You'll also learn critical information about the two risks you must manage for a successful retirement. Learn more about these strategies and give Tradewinds Financial Group a call. 800-385-0437. That's 800-385-0437. 
1-800-285-0437. Is your company a member of Dayton Defense? If not, sign up today and join this fast-growing organization making a difference for your business. Learn how you can benefit from being a member. This is Deborah Gross inviting you to check us out at DaytonDefense.org. You'll be glad you did. Warming up quickly out there today, high temperature of 90 degrees with the heat index approaching 95 degrees, what it's feeling like at the warmest part of the day, mostly sunny into the overnight hours, clear, mild and muggy, a low of around 70 degrees and into tomorrow warm once again. High temperature of 90 degrees with the heat index near 95 once again. We do have a slight chance for a shower popping up later in the day on Sunday. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley Radio Station with breaking news, weather and traffic, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Welcome back to There is a Season. I'm Bob Wolf, And I'm Gloria Shanahan. Yes, you are. And you are fired up. Four, five, seven. So fired up, I think you're distracted. Is there such a thing as distracted broadcasting? Are there laws for that? We ought to talk about the Ohio Revised Code. Only your laws, which I don't abide by. Uh, uh, you follow them to the letter. Four, five, seven, twelve, ninety. if you'd like to weigh in on the distracted driving conversation and the $100 fine, the massive $100 fine that could be levied for drivers found to be distracted and broadcasters found to be distracted while in the course of some other driving violation. What, what are you yes. pointing that finger at me for? What Does the 100 bucks make a difference, do you think? Would you recommend something else? Uh, hanging. No, that's probably a little severe. It's going back a century. I think that they should it's, take their phone or something. I Yeah, I think the $100 is... Come um, on, let's raise that up to 1000 that's, that's what makes me feel as if people are, are saying, joke. gosh, we got to have, we got to do something. We just got to do something. It's like in some of these um, much more serious cases, in some of these... Uh, reactions to gun violence and so forth. People go out and they'll say, well, we're going to outlaw these kinds of guns or these kinds of magazines on guns. Okay, so you can't have a 10-bullet magazine, but you can have a 9-bullet magazine because <laughs> that does 10% fewer. You know, It's just people I, feel like they've got to come up with a number. $100 sounds right. like a nice round number relative to other tickets you get for running a stop sign, going over the speed limit, and so forth. Right, because all these legislators, they don't do any of these yeah. things. It, never. So we wouldn't want to raise the finer. Right. But anyway. And is it a deterrent? You know, four, five, seven, twelve, ninety. We'd love to hear your your uh, input on that. Now, if you, if you go back and look at cell phones and distracted driving, some interesting st- uh, stats again uh, from this teensafe.com. Sending or reading a text causes drivers, on average, to take their eyes off the road for five seconds. While driving at 55 miles per hour, because no one goes faster than that speed limit, that means the drivers travel approximately the length of a football field with their eyes closed. Oh, that is scary. Yeah, yeah. You know? That's that's pretty bad. Right. Yes. One out of every four traffic crashes that occur in the U.S. are caused by cell phone usage. And according to the National Safety Council, cell phone use while driving leads to 1.6 million crashes annually. That's quite a few. Now, a lot of these, again, are stats that were, were gleaned around the research of teens and driving, while a AAA poll revealed that 94% of teen drivers acknowledge the vast dangers of texting and driving. Talk about a, a population in denial. 35% of those polled admitted to still committing the act. That's what I'm saying. Those are the ones that didn't lie when they took the survey. So, so you think you you, <laughs> you think can't tell me. you can't you can't legislate you can't I, you can't change I really this. don't think that you can change this. I think it is a part of I mean just look, people can't take their eyes off their phone ever. Ever. And if it's on them or if they can hear a buzz, 
it's like you know the head just goes gotta look gotta look gotta look right and, I, and there's this uh, i really just don't think the, well the, the fear of uh, missing out believed to be one of the reasons that it's so hard to resist texting while driving this is anxiety surrounding the idea that an exciting or interesting event may be happening that you can be a part of by checking social media I, or checking the very very next text that you can't wait basically I, to the car stops you know I, I just think we do a lot of hand slaps i really do you know if somebody think about the whole situation of rape in this country okay <laughs> well, you get a hand slap. If people really thought, oh my gosh, you know, it's, well, I'll be it, it may, castrated. Yeah, They're well, not going to. Okay. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry, um, but this is a hand slap. $100 nowadays to a teen. Think about it. The money that right. they have at their disposal, most teens, they don't care. They're, they own a, a phone well, that costs nearly $1,000. Do you think they really care? Yeah, and you wonder what the response might be even from the technological side of it. Apple now came out with recently these these uh, built-in things uh, to kind of gauge or to tell, remind you you're using your phone too much, right? Remind you. And uh, they're not necessarily going to shut the phone down, and they're not going to take away your freedom. We always have laws that somehow impinge on our freedom, right? We have speed limits. We have certain states where helmets are mandatory. Right. We wear our seatbelts, right? Or we're supposed to, Would you right? support a law that says phones are inoperable when a car is running? Well, I, would, you, I, would you support that? I mean, we may it be going be there. It would be a good idea, right? Good idea. But, but how many people but, do you think? But it runs up against the freedom question. Am I oh, free to do X, Y, Z? I'm free to drive my car. I'm not free to drive at 90 miles an hour on a city street. Because heaven forbid, I might be having to think about someone else's life. Well, that's that's, <laughs> the, mean, that's is, the key question with all of this. Right. Uh, you know, when, when people make the, the rules. But I agree with you that the fine, if you're going to come up with a fine, if you really think it's that serious. And you think it might make a difference. Right. $100 seems ridiculous. It now, does in this situation, considering the stats. And there's all kinds of things also built into this in terms of the implementation of the law that... Um, uh, police, to, to paraphrase, it can't be looking for you to be distracted as the primary reason they pull you over. Right. There has they, to be another violation. There has to be some other violation. So they might see you going down there, like you said before, shaving, changing your clothes, you know, uh, looking in the mirror and so forth. As long as you're doing the speed limit and staying in your lane and you didn't miss a stop sign, I suppose they're not going to bother you. Or they can pull you over for the traffic violation and then, you know, could they ask Hey, were you texting? Or hey, I see your cell phones over there. I mean, this could get into a whole huge other argument about um, pressing their authority. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it really becomes a question of of judgment, judgment. here, and and where we want to limit freedom uh, because we want to try to get it somehow lowering the statistics and the terrible fatalities that occur. Which is a great. And we had a number thing. of them in the news this past yeah. week. A couple of cra- key crashes in our area on this. Now, in the second part of the show, we're going to take this in a little bit different direction and talk about a topic which concerns a lot of people who are regularly listening to the program. And that's the topic, not so much of just distracted driving for the population at large, but it's the topic of senior driving and when and if it's time for a loved one to give up the keys. Not give up the phone, give up the keys. Give up the keys. So if distracted driving doesn't get people stirred up, the next topic will. 457-1290, if you'd like to join the conversation, 457-1290, when we continue right after the news. You're listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 
This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 930. I'm Jonah Adi with the WHIO News Update. Here is the top story we're following this morning. Working to learn more on reports of the shots fired at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. We're told a security officer had to discharge his firearm, but how many times and where is brought into question now? We're looking at a scorcher out there today. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag. Find out how hot it gets in your exclusive WHIO forecast coming up. Well, WHIO triple team traffic. Right now, we're seeing things all clear on those roadways. Checking out northbound 75 at River Road and Carolyn Boulevard to I-70. That's 10 miles. You can drive that 10 miles in about nine minutes. Well, it's our top story. An investigation into the incident at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base this week is ongoing. A 911 call from an active shooter prompted a mass response from what was later determined to be a training exercise. Law enforcement made a full sweep of the area. Now, one officer did have to fire what was reported to be a single shot during a sweep of the area to get a door open. An employee has has since shared a photo that appears to show multiple bullet holes in drywall. And that picture is raising some questions. We showed this picture to base leaders today, but only say this is not an official Air Force photographer picture. They did not take this picture. We will continue working to find out how many shots were fired on base and where. News Center 7's James Brown reporting nobody was hurt during the incident. Congressman Mike Turner now asking for a full briefing as to what exactly happened. Well, the heat is on for the Miami Valley today. An air pollution advisory is in effect for Saturday in Clark, Green, Miami, and Montgomery counties. Children, the elderly, and people with respiratory problems should reduce their time outside this weekend. That's WHIO's Ron Otto reporting. Well, President Trump is heading for the Buckeye State today for his third campaign rally this week. This just ahead of the special election. He's going to campaign for a Republican House candidate who seems to be hanging on by a thread in a district that is historically red. Fox's Ellison Barber says that the rally is going to take place in Delaware uh, near Delaware, Ohio. Republicans in the Buckeye State are worried that Democrat Danny O'Connor would beat Republican Troy Balderson and flip that district over to blue. Now, let's get a look at our weather forecast. Here's meteorologist Jesse Mag. Warming up quickly out there today. High temperature of 90 degrees with the heat index approaching 95 degrees. What it's feeling like at the warmest part of the day. Mostly sunny into the overnight hours. Clear, mild, and muggy. A low of around 70 degrees. And into tomorrow, warm once again. High temperature of 90 degrees with the heat index near 95 once again. We do have a slight chance for a shower popping up later in the day on Sunday. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News. 95.7 WHIO. Well, the latest scan of the Doppler 7 radar looking all clear throughout the Miami Valley. Bright and sunny this morning. It's a beautiful day out there already. 71 degrees right now in Troy. 73 in Springfield. 75 here in Dayton at 9.33. I'm Jonah Adi on Dayton's 24-hour news weather and traffic station AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Depend on it. Hey everyone, Nancy here with my great friend Christian Hahn of Joseph Airport Toyota Hyundai. You know, lots of folks are used to back-to-school sales. But for you guys, you have the biggest one of the year right now, right? That's right. It's the clearance sale of all 2018s and pre-owned because we want to freshen up our inventory. We have cars coming in and out every day. It's going to be an awesome month to buy a car at Joseph Airport, Toyota, and Hyundai. Now, our websites, josephairporttoyota.com and airhyundai.com, you can visit that or you can come to our showroom. We're located right across from the airport, very easy to get to, but it's a big sale. You're gonna get great pricing. Before you buy a new Toyota or Hyundai anywhere else, visit our websites, check us out, 
Give us a contact, a call, an email, whatever you want to do. But you're going to get a great deal at josephairporttoyota.com and airhunday.com during our summer clearance sale on all 2018s. And more than likely, what will you tell them when they come into shop? Yes! You know the moment. The homework and dishes are done. Your family responsibilities have been met. The shoes slip off and you lay back. It's that end of day. Ah. <sighs> That's the relief you'll feel when you rest on the body-comforting orthopedic made locally at the original Mattress Factory. Relief from middleman markups and a hard day's work. The original Mattress Factory, thoughtfully made, honestly priced. OriginalMattress.com Selling mattresses the traditional way isn't the best way. Most are made in a large factory and shipped hundreds of miles to a retailer's warehouse, where the retailer then marks them up and up before finally selling and delivering them. At the Original Mattress Factory, we take a straightforward approach. We have eliminated the extra steps and created a direct line from our factory to you, saving you hundreds of dollars. So experience more than just a mattress store. Experience an original, the Original Mattress Factory. This is WHIO's Clark Howard. I save you money, and the gang at WHIO work hard to bring you live breaking weather, traffic, and news right here. WHIO. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather, and traffic. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Welcome back to There's a Season, the show about how we change, how we age, and how we care for one another. I'm Bob Wolf, And I'm Gloria Shanahan. Thanks for joining us You're today. still fired up over there now. 937-457-1290 is the number if you have something to share. And we, we were sort of talking about distracted driving and then various other oh. felonies uh, that came up in the course of that conversation. I just um, think we all go too easy on people. And if people had a mind of thought to think before they did something because penalties would be well severe maybe that would deter people i I suppose in a broader sense that that is part of the issue here of whether or not legislation and penalties have a deterrent effect on the commission of crime whether it's murder (laughs) rape or other forms of mayhem uh does does a uh, does the penalty actually now not talking about plea bargains we're not talking about you know, delays and trial motions and all this other kind of stuff. But does the law itself keep anybody from doing anything in a perhaps less serious way (laughs) with regard to the driving issue, although it's not it's not unserious if somebody is killed, obviously, in a driving accident. That's right. It's not. There is this question about whether or not this hundred dollar fine is a joke um, or not matters, uh, you know, worth a hill of beans. So. We're talking about that today, 457-1290. We're also going to talk a little bit here about uh, senior driving in just a moment. Um, but there's a line open for you. We've got Marianne from Dayton on here. And uh, we'll chat with her in just a moment and uh, get her get her fired up here. Okay, there she is right now. Marianne, you, are you there? Yes. Welcome mm-hmm. to There is a Season. How are you? I'm fine. Um, I was just talking to my daughter. And when I text her and she's driving, I get a message that says, you know, I'm driving, I will return your text when I get to my destination. And I just called her to ask her how that works, and she said it automatically comes up when you set it um, yes. in your setting. There is a setting that will just completely go to that if you're driving. Yeah. You just have to have the discipline to set that on your phone. And I think uh, that's great because your daughter obviously 
realizes that it's important not to text and Yeah, drive. and so I asked her if she had to set that every time she got in the car, and she said, no, it automatically yeah, That's set. correct. You can set that. So, mm-hmm. Marianne, how, well, how would you feel if, if maybe the phone was electrified? <laughs> when somebody picked it now, up. Now, Bob, we hey, were we're just talking about the she, death penalty. No, you were talking castration before and getting into some other <laughs> no, topics. I that was, were, no, I was just saying if people right. really had, they're like, oh my gosh, well, if I do this, right, if you picked this up your phone and it, and it gave you an electric shock in the car, that okay. could cause now, an accident, Bob, I suppose. But that's a different thing. What, what do you think, Marianne, about something along those lines, though? If, <laughs> if let's say that your car was inoperable or it suddenly you know started to uh, uh, blink and, and go out of uh, power on the road when you answer I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm i'm being facetious here but is there uh maybe the car you, wouldn't start if okay. your phone was turned I, on i would like to ask marianne this do you think a hundred dollars is going to make much of a difference in in today's world um to deter somebody from just taking a chance and doing it again absolutely not there you go bob so it, 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 and the castration, I do, I do think that's a good idea. Thank oh, wow. you. Okay. I've been so, being razzed so now, ever since I made now that we, comment. We need a, a new motion here you in know, the state of Ohio. We are a society, um, and it begins at home in the home, of just, oh, don't do that. And then we also often don't follow through with, with you know, any of the discipline. So $100 you know, is just a distraction from our legislators to say, hey, we're going to do something about this, and now let's move on to something else. We're really not that interested. But I've always said it's easy to be a bad parent. It's hard to be a good parent and that, follow through. There you go. Sure. It is so hard. All right. Thanks for the call, Thank Marianne. you, Marianne, for the support. Sure. Take care. Okay. Let's uh, let's welcome Kathy to the program. Kathy, how are you? I'm good. How are you? All right. What's your take on this? Okay. I have two different takes. The first one, uh, I am a senior. I'm 63 years old, and I've never had an accident or a ticket. And a lot of seniors are very good drivers. That if you're talking about someone who's in their 80s and 90s, yes, I agree. There are times where you have to take the keys away. Um, and going back to the fine, as far as teenagers, $100 is really not a, not nothing to them. Mm-hmm. Why don't they talk about putting points on their license? Mm-hmm. There you go. If they get caught and they're driving and texting. After so many times, like say two or three times, it puts so many points on their license and then lose their license for maybe six months or yeah, nine months. That would hurt. Once you take their independence away from them and the fine goes up each time, then that's going to that's gonna make an impact because teenagers are all about their freedom. Yep. I agree. Yeah. All right. Well, those, that's a good idea. Right. Somewhere between $100 and... Some of these terrible things and, that you were talking about, Gloria, putting people on the rack. And and you know. sixty three is not old. Oh, you're thank just you. a young whippersnapper. No, and, and uh, thank you for the call, Kathy. Yes. Uh, well, there's one more point uh, I want to make out okay. too. Is um, I used to drive a tractor trailer, and I used to haul steel. And I have a daughter that lives in Indianapolis, and I drive there like maybe every couple months. I go and see my grand, my two grandsons. Uh huh. And I have actually been on this on seventy going, and people going. 80, 90 miles an hour, semi-drivers texting on their phone and not paying attention to the road. Absolutely. I've seen some actually have their knees and driving with their knees on the steering wheel and they're texting. I have seen the same thing. So so in other words, other truck drivers, now let me ask you a question, given the brotherhood or sisterhood of drivers out there, uh, and I know there's all different configurations of people who work independently, people who work for companies and lines and so forth. What do you do in a situation like that? 
You know, do you do you report something like that to law enforcement? Do you give somebody a look? Do you try to reach them on a CB? What 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 does somebody do in that? I do three things. I see if there's what company they're driving for. If it's on the side of the their the the truck part, you know, it might uh-huh. have so and so and sons from Dayton, Ohio. Yeah. I look and see if they have an advertisement on their truck as far as a product or a company like Progress Company or um, whoever they're hauling for. And then on the very back system, most of the time, they'll have a little thing. It says, how is my driving? Yeah, and there's a number you can often and call. And there's a number that mm-hmm. you call. And I try to check all three of those things. And if it's bad enough, I call the state patrol first, give them the description of the truck and the license plate on the trailer. Then I write down the company's name and I, or, you know, whatever. And then you call them. And sometimes I'm actually uh, followed, followed them until they go so far they're going to pull off or whatever. Some people do pull off, but most of the time, if you can try to do those three things, and because people don't realize it takes three football fields to stop a loaded semi. Yes. It's uh, oh yeah, it's a huge it's a huge load, a fully loaded truck, and and not to mention sometimes you know, and especially nowadays, they're driving tired. Many of them, yeah, they have uh, you know their quota of they have the schedule, mileage. they have to keep, so they you have got to be there and back. yeah, lack of sleep, texting, yeah. and high speeds. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you. All right. Thanks for well, calling thank in today. You. Appreciate your input. You guys have a great day. You Thanks. too. Take Bye-bye. care. Thank you. Bye. Four five seven twelve ninety. We were talking today about distracted driving. Now, and we'll still take calls on that if you like. We're also going to uh, try to segue here a little bit into a, another issue of contention for families, and that has to do with uh, when to be concerned about senior driving, uh, driving behaviors to watch for. And and some of this comes up because someone will say, "Well, gee, you know, is distracted driving any worse than uh, my eighty-five-year-old mother driving anymore?" Well, I don't know. I mean, cases could be made in either direction. They're not direct parallels. They're not direct comparisons either. But people do get concerned about whether or not a family member should continue to drive. Right. We have a, a short list here of some things that you might want to look at that could be cause for concern. And we'll talk a little bit about how to have the conversation. Right. So what are some of the few behaviors that would concern you here? Yeah. So um, you might start noticing that your senior would fail to stop at signs or red lights um, if road awareness is an issue, recognizing stop signs and traffic signals could be a problem. Another one would be failing to yield the right of way. And this would include turns at four way stops, left turns, you know, the intersections, and pedestrian crosswalks. You can also, and, and the interesting thing about this is as you, re, as you go through some of this list here, I'm, I'm noting that a lot of these behaviors could also occur as a result of distracted driving. Right. The reason that we're bringing it up here with, in terms of senior driving is that if there's a preponderance of these things or they're starting to happen with some regularity, a family might be concerned. Right. Unsafe lane changes is another thing, right? Problems right. merging, cutting other drivers off, inability to stay in a lane, driving too fast or too slow. Um, getting, getting lost. That's yeah, that's what, a big that, one. Getting right. lost frequently, even on common routes. If you start to notice that, that is definitely a warning sign. Um, and difficulty judging distance because that does increase a chance for a collision. You know, if you can't judge the distance, you could easily rear end somebody or break too late. Now, if you're going to try to have a conversation about this, it's it's tricky, right? I mean, uh, a couple of the callers they were just talking about whether or not uh, you could have a 
conversation with a young person about this, right, as a role in parenting. Well, if you're in a situation where you're going to have to have a conversation with a parent, recognize that this is a key issue of independence, the whole thing of driving. Somebody might be driving for, you know, 50 years, 60 years, they might have had a license, and to suddenly say you're no longer... you know, right. suitable to do this really and, hits somebody hard. Yeah, and seniors have a hard time, I think, noticing gradual changes in their driving ability. Um, but the big thing for a successful conversation, Bob, I think would be not to focus so much on their problems, but to focus on the safety and not just for themselves, you know, but to think of other people on the road. And, and if, if parents and, are hearing this as it relates to their kids... That's fine. That's fine. There's a All dual, of these dual kind thing of, here. Yeah, exactly. And right. the, the primary reason for the discussion is about being safe behind the wheel and avoiding, avoiding any collision that could result in injury or death of anyone. That's, you know, you can't just think about your own, but what about other people out on the road? And it's important to uh, recognize that people also have uh, independence. I mean, it was one of the things that uh, one of the callers talked about with kids. They recognize that a, a driver's license is this, you know, license for freedom, license for independence. Well, right. so much more the case very often for someone who's been driving a long time. And surrendering your license can seem like losing it, your independence. So you want to make sure you talk about alternative transportation options. In other words, the lifestyle that people still want to maintain that is connected to driving still needs to somehow be maintained as much as possible while you're trying to make a case that maybe the getting from here to there needs to change. Right. And that still is hard for many seniors. You know, they want to be able to do it their way and on their own. Um, So, you know, when you're asking them to relinquish their independence, it's a difficult thing. But listen Listen to your senior, be sympathetic to their needs, and you both together could maybe find an appropriate solution, you know? Now, if you're going to um, have a question here and, and, and discuss whether or not driving is a safe option, there are some key questions to ask somebody. And this is where, again, you want to sort of be upfront and, and early about this and approach this in a one-to-one manner, but kind of in as soft a way as you can, too. Mm-hmm. You want to ask somebody, are you taking medication? Now, you if you're a caregiver, you're going to know a lot of this, right? But if there's been any change in the taking of that medication, if, if there's been, you know, and this is something also to kind of clue in with a doctor or a physician, right? Maybe a medication is no longer suitable if the person's starting to have some driving issues. Right. And some prescriptions actually affect the ability to operate a motor vehicle safely. Um, some other questions within that would be, is there a recent medical diagnosis that could be a problem? Because there are many conditions that make it difficult on their own to operate a vehicle. And those include things like arthritis, diabetes, Parkinson's disease, cataracts. What are some of the other ones, Bob? Glaucoma, macular degeneration, dementia, especially Alzheimer's disease, hearing impairments, and seizures. And here's one that might be tricky to kind of uh, call out or to tease out. Is someone still confident driving, right? Um, A a senior might not want to indicate that, right? Maybe they're having trouble with directions. Maybe they are a little unsure, but don't want to give it up because the giving it up is a bigger loss for them to to admit that. Right. Um, But if they seem reluctant to drive, it could signal a problem. And, you know, the other one is, has has your senior, your loved one had any recent accidents? You know, and if so, action may need to be taken, especially if they were at fault. 
Um, and if driving's become more stressful, if they have any agitation with other drivers. <laughs> now, I know lots of young people that are agitated with other drivers. But if they become tense about certain driving situations, like maybe on the highway or on uh, country roads that are narrow, that might be an indicator that they're not able to operate a vehicle as safely. So we're talking today about driving, and you may have some very legitimate concerns about the safety of your loved ones and others, whether Mm -hmm. it's young people and distracted driving, whether it's yourself or your spouse or your friends, or as we've said here more recently, if it's a senior loved one. And maybe that person's adamant about not giving up driving. So what do you do? Well, we have some things for you to keep in mind. When we continue, we're going to talk more about what to do if an elderly loved one won't give up driving. Plus, we have some resources on today's topics and much more. Stay with us. You're listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Everyone, Nancy here with my great friend uh, Christian Hahn of Joseph Airport Toyota Hyundai. Everybody knows you as Christian Hahn. You're always in the showroom when folks want to stop by and say hi. But you're also known as the Yes man, aren't you? I love to say yes. Yes to easy financing. Yes to great vehicles, great selection. Of course, the ease of doing business. I want to say that again. Yes. In any event, we're having a big sale, huge sale, and it covers our pre-owned vehicles, not just the new Toyotas and Hyundais. And these, most of these cars have a lifetime powertrain warranty. They have a free oil change. Ooh. Your first oil change is free, so you get to know our service department because we have great service departments. Now, What does a lifetime powertrain warranty cover? Engine, drivetrain, and transmission. Yes, we've been doing this since 2013. Our customers love it. So come out and see us today or go to josephairporttoyota.com or airhyundai.com and look at a great selection of pre-owned vehicles. If your loved one is unable to take medications on their own or if they're losing weight from not eating, it's time for memory care at Symphony at Centerville. Our unique in-the-moment program engages your loved one and offers compassionate interaction. Symphony at Centerville. Call 999-2020. Warming up quickly out there today, high temperature of 90 degrees with the heat index approaching 95 degrees, what it's feeling like at the warmest part of the day, mostly sunny into the overnight hours, clear, mild and muggy, a low of around 70 degrees and into tomorrow warm once again. High temperature of 90 degrees with the heat index near 95 once again. We do have a slight chance for a shower popping up later in the day on Sunday. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. And our Ask the Expert weekends, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Welcome back to There's a Season. I'm Bob. And I'm Gloria. There's Gloria. She's lost over there. I lost am not today. Lost. I'm telling you. She's I'm, totally confused. No, you're totally just still confused. upset with me about my we're, earlier. We're talking about distracted broadcast driving today. Distracted <laughs> driving. And we're also talking about uh, where people become concerned, uh, not just about a whole bunch of behaviors with distracted driving, but specifically about whether or not uh, a senior they may know, a senior you may know, uh, has, has got some issues with regard to driving. Are there things like, Memory loss, or uh, dis- is decision making being uh, affected somehow by someone's physical or cognitive abilities? Uh, can someone still see and hear clearly? Uh, what's happened to reaction times? What are some other skills and abilities that may have seen some decline 
And what do you do about this? You know, what are what what can you do? Well, there is a way to kind of broach the subject of how someone might stop driving. Especially when, you know, you're aware that the driving privilege loss thereof can be traumatic and can cause depression in your loved one. Um, it's a significant blow, as we mentioned before, to one's independence. So the most effective method for broaching this subject is to really try to have a candid talk with your loved one and attempt to reach a voluntary agreement that it's time to consider alternate modes of transportation, right? Yeah. Now, as much as someone might have said, and this I could very easily see this happening sometimes with a spouse or with maybe another sibling, someone sees a, a, an event, Someone backs over a light, a lamppost on the lawn, or clips a car back out of the side driveway, swipes the and car they want to say, "That's it. Several times. That's it. We're making a change, right? right? Right. Well, that may or may not be appropriate. A lot of us can have accidents. That's right. All, all kinds of things. Put the car through the back of the garage. I mean, it's you see these insurance commercials it where, happens. where these terrible things happen. Right. And if a loved one still has some level of faculty in driving, yep. yep. Approaching the subject if it's a, as if it's a foregone conclusion, a decision's been made, the final line's been crossed, may be difficult. You're not going to get very far based on the incident of the moment. Right. You want to, if these incidents are continual, that's when you might, you know, be able to make your point. You have to state, you know, why you believe that they shouldn't continue driving, such as, you know, side effects of medication, as we mentioned, impaired vision, increased accidents or traffic tickets, and other limiting physical or mental health condition. And a key part of the discussion has to focus on well, alternatives. How, right. How am I going to get there? Right. 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 It's, it's not just the, the, the act of driving, but it's, what's my lifestyle connected to And this? I think that's where we can come in and help them with that because nobody wants to be a burden to anybody. Nobody, often people won't do the ask, you know, could I get a ride here? We could set that up for them or, you know, have alternative means of transportation already in mind for them. You know, and you always have to say, you know, to your loved one, if they're reluctant, you know, I am making this request out of love and concern for your well-being and that of others on the road. You know, um, many seniors care about, you know, their impact on someone else's life. They really do. It's not the me generation. So that might, you know, be a home run right there. And there may be, um, with, with changing any kind of a behavior, a sense of finality may mean more to one person than another, Right. And so a lot of times when you're dipping your toe in this, and I know it's hard, right? If somebody's starting to have uh, driving issues and there becomes some real issues with safety, there's a tendency to really want to panic over that. Mm -hmm. But if there is a way of phasing any of this in or approaching this gradually or say, hey, well, let's try this it's a little different for the next couple of weeks. Why don't we do it this right. way? That's sometimes a lot easier to get to right. what you want right. than just saying we've got a new policy right now. Right. And just remember, you're not going to be able to have a rational discussion or any kind of compromise if someone has experienced any cognitive decline, you know, that that's just not even going to be possible. Yeah, as a matter of fact, some of the experts so. say there's a condition called anaso uh, let me see if I can get this. Anosognosia, which uh, is a um, happens in cases of Alzheimer's where someone actually uh, will deny any changes in their abilities. They'll just they'll not have any uh, cognitive uh, appreciation of what's going on with their driving. So uh, those are all things to consider. Now, um, what if you can't have the conversation? What if you're struggling and you need to pull on some outside help? Yes, you can go to your loved one's physician. Um, you can often send emails, you know, and, and share some of the issues. And then maybe that physician can talk to your loved one about how serious it is. And sometimes they can even 
you know, let uh, the BMV know that a certain pe- person shouldn't be driving if they really feel it's serious. And your loved one's optometrist or ophthalmologist, boy, that's key. If they're having real eyesight issues, they often can make the suggestion that they are no longer suitable to drive. And right. it's easier to hear from somebody other than your your loved one. <laughs> and if necessary, if you happen to have someone who's a family attorney or some kind of a counselor like that, um, for some elders, the family attorney holds a certain power and credibility that's comparable to that of a doctor. You know, they weigh in with the, the, the legal experience and so forth. You might be able to to ask that person to talk a little bit about the issue and what they've seen in their walk of life, in their profession. Right, because if it comes down to uh, the legal um, issue or a monetary loss, heaven forbid something happens, that might wake some people up too. You want to do everything you can here, obviously, to try to avoid force, you know, taking the keys and so forth. That can result, that can boomerang on people. Uh, there have been cases where someone took the keys and, and then someone, you know, called the police and said, hey, you know, my car has been stolen or my keys have been stolen. Then you're into a whole other raft of problems. But best that you try to approach this, as we say, with many topics on this program, well in advance and start to say, hey, what are we going to do, by the way, if, if, if. Right. And maybe maybe like we, we need say a plan on the show, a proactive approach rather than an after the the crisis. Right. A couple of things to keep in mind. We've got a, a good article for you to check out. hundred distracted driving facts from earlier in the program. You can find that at teensafediet.com. Also, an article taking the car keys from agingcare.com. It goes into all these considerations. It doesn't just recommend taking them. Uh, and of course. You can write to us at Bob and Gloria. There's a season show.com if you need any further information. Yes. Got a number of great shows coming up this uh, next couple of uh, weeks. We're going to be talking to Honor Flight here very, very soon. We've got uh, some medical shows coming your way and also the grievance culture, how every gripe is a cause, how everything has become politicized. That'll do it for us. We thank you for joining us again today. Please take an extra moment to stop and care for someone in your life. And remember, dear friends, seek grace in every step. Never regret growing older. It is a privilege denied to too many. For my dear friend and co-driver, Gloria, for our producer, Javon, and for all those who make the show possible, a big thank you to you all. I'm Bob Wolf, and you've been listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and News 95.7. WHIO, have a blessed week. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.